what's going on, good people? Welcome to the first ever episode of The Boss Chronicles. Um, I am Donald. I'm Rhonda. And we are making this podcast for the small business owner who is working through the, the grind of building their business. And we want this show to help them know that they are not alone in the struggle of how hard this is. Um. You want to talk about how we met? Yes, yes, yes. So, me and Rhonda are, well, I don't know your background, but I know how we met <laughs> in regards to like us, but it's just proof that fossil kids do become great people in life. Yeah. We actually met in the CYF office. How many years ago was that, like five years? Like four or five years ago we met. Like um, 2016, I thought it was around there. On a whole different, you know, in a whole, it's like a lifetime ago. Like It did feel like It was like a whole different life for both of us. Yeah. Weirdly enough, and then we ventured out, started this like new life, and came back together. So that's interesting. Yeah. So back in back a long while ago, I worked as an educational liaison, um, kind of being contracted to work with CYF and working with um, high school and young adult youth and helping with like high school retention and college work. Mm-hmm. And so we met this. Oh, I don't know if you need to put that out there, but. <laughs> working in one of the CYF offices because we had several kids of yours that were on my caseload. Right, because I I came into CYF as an intern first. So, but I I didn't tell people that I was an intern, and so a lot of people thought I was a caseworker. Um, and all my kids on my caseload were teenagers. Mm. So, which was weird because I kind of looked like a teenager then. Um. And that's how we linked. Yeah. And you left and went off to start And I was like, hmm. So I don't know if I told you how I ended up working there in the first place. No. Maybe. So I I did grad school 2014, 2016. And at the time, like, I had done, like, all the cool stuff that you know after, like, traveling and coaching (laughs) abroad and all that kind of stuff. I had done that. And at the time, I had kind of felt pretty good about myself. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to apply to all these, like, high-level places that don't care nothing about none of that. (laughs) (laughs) There, you know, in in the coaching world, it's one of those people have to know you to let you in kind of things. And so the kind of place I was applying to, like, you don't apply there. They apply to ask you to work there. And so, and I I was told this while I was interning in college, but, like, I don't know, I think I might have let that slip. We always think that doesn't apply to us. (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, not me. It's fine. Hmm. And I've had this weird rule. I have these Donaldisms throughout my life. Some I've held dearly to, I hold dearly to. Like I think the advice of everything in moderation is bullshit. I do think that's, that's one of my little Donaldisms. There are some things that should just not be done in moderation. Like Coke. Yeah, like, like hard drugs, right, you know, like, murder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't just have a little bit of that. No, <laughs> yeah, a little that. bit of murder, you know, a little bit of that in moderation. That'll, that'll fuck your whole life up. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of heroin here and there, you know. So, <laughs> I think it's our life. But um, one of them back in the day was you need to have your job secured by the time you graduated. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds like whoever does that. Right. But I knew people who did that. And I was like, oh, well, they got it. And so what happened was my grad program, my graduation was after a lot of my friends who were finishing up undergrad. So I came back to Pittsburgh and was basically going to a graduation and met with a, a person who helped me out with 
a lot of like independent living stuff back when I was in high school and in college. And she basically just offered me a job because I told her I was gonna live out of my car, <laughs> move to Dallas, and start trying to like coach on the side and try to work yeah. in the school district. And once I made enough money, I would go get an apartment and I was just gonna like shower at Planet Fitness or something like that. And so I told her this plan. Did you I was like, like look back out. at things and you're like, I really thought that was a good idea. I didn't think it was a great idea, but given the fact that I was living out of one bag, backpacking Africa for right. a month, I totally thought I was capable of it. You thought it was plausible. <laughs> Sleep in the car. And so she offered me a job doing social work. And I was like, 40 grand, 24. I hadn't really worked for real for real up to that point, other than, you know, I volunteered my life away and worked little side jobs here and there. So I was like, 40 grand? Sign me up. She didn't tell me I needed to stay there very long. Then you found out 40, 40 grand was not. Oh my God. I, at first, I thought I was Pittsburgh rich. I had a roommate, so we split rent. And I was like, 40 grand? I was out at the bar. I was out mm -hmm. getting wings all the time. I was on trips. I thought I and had it. I realized 40 grand wasn't not, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, I will say that it's so, it's so funny because I'm like, I'm not really an introvert, but I'm a person who has connections with like the most random people. Like I could have spoken to you like twice and I'm just like, we just have this deep connection. So me and Donald, I feel like have such a deep connection for reasons he doesn't even know what I'm about to say, right? So Donald came to my desk one day and just chatting and he's like, yeah, I'm like, so, you know, what do you do? He's talking to me about his position. And then he said, I have a master's degree. And I was like, dude, you're like a year older than me. Like you don't have a master's degree. And he was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, hmm. And as weirdly as it sounds, I was like, Donald has a master's degree. I can get a master's degree. Like it was like that weird random like representation where I'm like, usually very logical, like, I don't need representation, like, it's mm -hmm. fine. And I was very, very comfortable with my bachelor's in social work and, like, working at CYF. Well, I wasn't comfortable working at CYF. That was terrible. Um, how, did you, how was anyone comfortable? Yeah, I wasn't. I, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was comfortable with the money because, like you said, we were Pittsburgh rich at first, right? So that was more money than I had ever seen in life. And I was like, oh. And, and then the balance check. Oh, yo, listen. Yo, I remember I drove this kid to, to visit his um dad like four counties away. Racking up. Listen. So Donald, that was the first thing. Donald had a master's degree. Then a couple months later, I just get an email like Donald's leaving. I'm like, Donald didn't come to my desk. Donald didn't tell me he was leaving. He's like, yeah, I'm going to start my own gym. And it was just like a fleeting, like, it was a fleeting conversation. It was just a, it was just a thing. And it didn't stick with me consciously, but it definitely stuck with me subconsciously, I feel like, because business was just something that was on the side. Like, it, it was just like that, you know, it was still in the side hustle. Even when I worked at CYF, I had the landscaping business, mm -hmm. but it was a weekend thing. So I would work at CYF all week and then we would do all of our landscaping clients on weekends. Like crazy. Like Wow, it, that's busy. Right. So it was just like I was in a, a mindset of stack, 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 of course. Um, make as much money. I was saving so much money at that point. 
Um, that's how we ended up buying our house in cash. Um, so it was all about stacking, saving like a squirrel, right? And I didn't really think about like having my own business, having, even though I still didn't consider it like myself a business owner. I was just like, oh, I got a little landscaping thing. Mm -hmm. It's like that thing over there. Um, but then when you were like, F this job, I'm about to go do my own thing. And then I, I didn't see you again for like a year. Yeah, it was a while. It was like a, a long time. And then I just saw you start popping up on my timeline like, oh, he's really doing it. Like, he's really out here. Like, yes. And I feel like subconsciously, that really motivated me. And now I, I make sure that I surround myself with women, especially black women, who are doing the same thing because just seeing that is motivation. So I know you didn't know all that. I didn't know. You I'm touched right know. now. I didn't know. That's about to come down. But that is so true. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks. That, that's really cool. I'm glad that, <laughs> that helped you, you know, get to wow to go right. make it happen. Because it's like a big risk. It's a big jump. It is. I made a whopping. It was October of 2004. 17 and I made a whopping $1,283 and I sat back there in that desk uh Amber Amber used to work there but she wasn't working there at the time it was right. this other woman that was we gotta get there. Amber in here too because yes, I, I was just talking to her last year shout week. out to Amber because she just shared my post about my marketing intern yes. like today like an hour ago CYF like I was, <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was talking to her I'm like yo CYF like we we're like the CYF alum that just were like bye we're gonna yeah. shit so she's dope there was another woman that came in after her, and I remember me and her were talking, and I was like, yo, I made like one paycheck's worth of money at the gym. I think I should leave. Right? <laughs> so I could focus more on it. And I sat on it, I was like, well, what's the worst that could happen? But, you know, I was being young and naive too. I didn't have kids. Yeah. Tell us, tell the people about your businesses, because like, wow, we're at my gym, and like, obviously, like, this is what I do. I run a personal training studio and coaching business, but, you know, Rhonda has several businesses. Yes, so, like I said, undergrad, um, in school for social work, taking all of my time, I did a full-time internship, so it was like, we can't work typical jobs, like, we don't have any time, so, my husband and I started the landscaping business, um, and he does all the labor stuff, and I do all the business management stuff. I had no clue what I was doing, so I just applied everything I knew about school and getting A's and doing things right to business, and it completely flourished. We went from, you know, like I said, out of our SUV, 13 clients in the first year to the next year having three partnerships with property managers, having over a hundred properties. Um, we got our first truck that year. Third year, we got our second truck. Um, and so now we are in our fourth year um, and we are really kind of honing down our service area. Before we used to go everywhere and do everything, right? We really focused on people who care about the presentation of their lawn. They want weekly grass cuts. They want to make sure that they're staying in that kind of, you know, HOA kind of neighborhood, all of that, um, you know, cutting the grass with scissors, making sure the lines are good, um, mulching, beautifying your yard, planting, all of those things, right? Um, and so that's my, the first business that I started. And the second one is Manifest Success Company 
manifest success business coaching. So um, I do business coaching specifically for black women entrepreneurs and business owners because man, that that's like the social worker in me. Like, you know, balancing those scales of justice, um, specifically economic justice, because I was seeing that, you know, MO Lawn Care did really well and we made a lot of revenue. So if we ever needed a loan, we were able to get it. Um, when PPP came around, we were able to get it. When, um, you know, COVID relief came around, we always had our paperwork in order. We always had our profit and loss statements. Whereas other people were coming to me like, Rhonda, what's a profit and loss statement? Um, I know I'm making money, but I don't know how much. I don't know how much my products are costing me to make. Um, I just know that, you know, it feels like I'm making money because I'm always having things in my pocket and I'm transferring money. And I was like, yeah, we gotta do better. And so I just really wanted to impact black women specifically because obviously I am a black woman. Um, but I feel like we're starting businesses faster, you know, than any other demographic. And we're it's still- data. You don't feel like it. There's right. data that shows Yeah, that. like, and we're still not making nearly like anything close to what other business owners make. Like, if a white man starts a business today, he's gonna make, let's say a thousand. If Donald starts a business, he might make 700. And if I start a business, I'm only gonna make 500. That's not justice, right? So, and then the third thing, um, I have a co-working space over on the north side. Um, at some point we may do some recordings out of there. Um, but yeah, so any anyone that wants to come down and get workspace on the north side, it is black woman centered, but not black woman exclusive. So there's that as well. So Rhonda, you doing thing. <laughs> and it was so cool watching you like open that co-working space and like seeing this journey because it was also kind of the same timeline thing where like you were on the map for a while, we spoke, you did a couple workouts with me, but like I was seeing the lawn care stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, like I'm in the lawn, so right. it is what it is. But then I saw like your business coaching pop up. I was like, oh, Rhonda's business coach. It's like maybe a year or two ago. I was like, oh, Rhonda's a business coach. Like, this is cool. Like you have to like tune in and then like Rhonda be on like, if you follow her on Facebook, like she'd be having a nice long form post that are all inspirational and stuff with a nice, like somebody was either using a tripod or your husband was taking photos, but it was like the nice angle photos. You know, somebody's <laughs> like, oh, get this shot like this. Right. And with the little cool quote, I was like, oh, okay. And then you open that co-working space. I was like, oh, this is fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting like kind of journey. Like, what led you to just leave that office? So I was definitely always going to leave the office. But what made you do it? Because everybody's the, everybody's the planning to leave their job. Yeah. About, right? yeah. Oh, everybody's yeah. planning to leave their job. Oh no! I left. It? I left CYF on the day my contract expired. Okay. Like the day, like the act, like I literally sat and counted because so when I was at um, so. Because CYF paid for my senior year of college, I had to sign a contract with them to work with them for 365 days, um, which they say is a year, right? But then I I was like, well, I won't say I got pregnant because I was at CYF, but I was like, this also works out because then I get to take time off of CYF and I thought I was gonna be slick and my date was gonna stay the same. And they were like, nah, run us in those extra days. <laughs> 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 you tried to get it, girl. 
did. They said run us in those extra days. So my date got pushed back a little bit. Um, and I remember like, I was supposed to leave like first week of May or something because pick graduation is always early. So I had started like April 29th or something. So I was, supposed, I was supposed to leave first week of May. They pushed me back until June and I stayed there till June. And that day I was like, bye. Is that June 2018? Yes. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Our timelines really overlap. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, were you there when I first started being in an office? Maybe you were. No. You were. When I came in, you were already there, but you guys had just switched from being centralized. Yeah, we used to, to work out of downtown for like several months. And at some right. point in 2017, like the early 2017, they put us in, in the regional offices. Right. So I, I came in a little bit after that of everybody being like, eh, mm -hmm. we don't really like being in the regional office, but it's kind of better, but it's kind of worse, like all of that type. And then when I left, they had switched over to, now you don't just do family service, it's intake and family service. Oh, they so tried then, to like double up the work, right? Right. So <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm definitely out. Cause you know, they were like, oh, just stay. You can, you know, make supervisor. Um, you won't have to do all this stuff. And I'm like, Nah, this this ain't for me. Yeah, and the caseworker thing was crazy because I remember walking in. Now we had a ceiling and we walked in on our ceiling, but like the, our ceiling was way higher than y'all started at. Like only like the caseworker threes got paid more than me, and I was like, and the caseworker y'all job way harder. The caseworker three job was only fifty cents more. The admin assistants. I remember me and Mary had this conversation because she made more than us, and I was like, wait, maybe only the supervisor made more than us. Yeah. The supervisor, it doubles that supervisor. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And we make 35. Oh, yeah. And I was making more than Right. And I was just like, yeah. Like, once I actually had somebody in my pocket, I was like, nah, you can't, you can't pay me enough. And so, mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, when you're an entrepreneur, people can't pay you enough to give them your time. No, yes. Like, I can't, I can't be, be paid to be locked down somewhere. It has to be very flexible. I have to be able to like, you know, get it done on my own time, shoot it to you. But yeah, I could never have someone being like, yeah, Rhonda, from nine to 11, I need you, blah, blah, blah. Nah. Yeah, I, I might not feel like being up at night. Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to uh, give you the other half of this kind of intro episode talking about how we even got into entrepreneurship. So I've been here at Community Forge for about two and a half years. Uh, that day that Rhonda found out I was leaving, uh, my last day working for the county was December, I want to say December 15th, 2017. Mm -hmm. um, I got my last final paycheck that January, and I was like, oh, it's real, real now. Right? <laughs> um, and so leading up, yeah, I moved back to Pittsburgh in 2016, and I was trying to get into some different things. Like, I was just coaching track, and I was doing some training out of my garage back in, like, 2016, like, in that really like that fall mm -hmm. and I was getting into like other programs I was like doing non-profit I was doing like financial literacy and I did a little program right up the street actually there was a guy I went to college with uh who opened up like at the time he had a community center up the street mm -hmm. now there's a daycare there um and I did, did a program out of there so shout out to my friends who know what I'm talking about um and so I was like about to go that route but then winter time came and I was like yo I spent all this time coaching I did all this, I got a master's degree in exercise physiology. Why am I not coaching right now? So then I was like, all right, well, let me do it as a side job. Because I like the job. The job I had was at the county was actually pretty cool. I had, 
unlimited flexibility. I saw my supervisor like twice a month. Yeah. Uh, I made my own schedule. I worked mostly nine to five, but I made my own schedule. You know, I'm honest about when I'm working, but like I, there were some days, of course. You know, <laughs> Thirsty Thursday, where like Friday didn't really start till like one. <laughs> but um, that was the best thing about the backup. Like you could just be flexible as ever. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was the only reason I stuck it out because there. There was times I was about to void that contract, but um, it was pretty flexible. <laughs> but I looked at like, all right, let me look at somebody's bigger box gym. Let me see if I can like be a trainer out of there. But like, I'm not gonna say the name of it, but one of these local gyms said, oh, we're gonna pay you six bucks to do a 25 minute workout. And I said, absolutely fuck not. Why? Yeah, I'm like, I have more credentials and experience coming in than most of your trainers. I'm not about to work for like, what, $12 an hour? And I gotta just walk up the floor? Like, absolutely not. So then I was looking at some place at the Sublease, and there's a really popular gym that was in the Strip, and I looked at going down there, it was a privately owned place, and they like kind of played around with it, but they really wanted me to work there, and I was like, right. no, the whole point of this is so I don't have to work for you right. or anybody. So I found another guy, shout out to uh, Darnell Tate, he uh, runs Hard Work Sports Performance Gym. It's up in Bell Suver now, but I met him so there's a lot of loops that come here, right? So I met him on the south side, Flats. Uh, you know Coach King? Yes, I don't know him, but uh, I know you. You know him. Right. So his wife, I went to college with. Mm -hmm. um, and like, she used to come to my workout classes back when I was in college. So I was her friend on Facebook. So it's, it's January 2017, it's early January, and I'm up on Facebook at like five in the morning. <laughs> Please don't ask why I'm on Facebook at 5 in the morning, all right? And I see a picture of her daily. And I haven't seen her, like, working out for a while. Like, it's just kind of one of those things you just, you don't really notice that you notice until, right. like, you have a and reason to like, pay attention oh. to them. And I was like, yo, someone was just telling me that her boyfriend's a trainer. I wonder where he trained at. So I hit her at 5 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Tori, where does your boyfriend train at? And so she hits me back later that morning, like, oh, she trained, he trains out of this guy's gym on the south side. So I pull up immediately at lunch break. I pull up down here like, yo, my name's Donald, here's my car, here's what I'm trying to do. She told me how much she was paying already. So I was like, here's how much I'm willing to pay. And so me and dude hit it off. He showed me where he was building his news place at. And so boom, I was in there. I, had my, I signed my like DBA and I signed him a contract for like right after my birthday in 2017. Uh, like, it was like December, it was like January 25th I signed. I had my first clients in there that first February. And so then I just rolled that out for um, about a, a little over a year and a half I was down there. So that whole first year, I was mostly just coaching in the evening after work. I did some mornings here and there. Um, I learned a lot between the two of them about how to do business and also how not to do business, right. how different types of trainers are. Like I didn't understand, I came from the strength and conditioning world that right. was like college strength and conditioning or like also elite private gyms. So like that are big elite private gyms. And so, or like well-funded smaller ones. And so kind of going into two people who also kind of bootstrap their gyms and also have very different styles of operating and coaching. Right. It was interesting to see like where my background kind of came in there. It was very different from both of them, but um, it, was, it was interesting seeing that. But I learned a lot from them in, in various ways. So, at the beginning of 2018, uh, I was full time. I had enough. I had made some very big business changes. I went from charging by blocks of sessions to charging monthly, and that was that was probably the biggest change I, I was say, that most important had, change I made. That was probably clutch. August of 20, <laughs> 2017, I had made a whopping like $500, and I was like, 
Yo, I think I'm about to be out because I wasn't even coaching at the time. Like, people, my audience is also when the fitness business kind of declines because people on vacation. Right. And so I got hit with that. People weren't paying. And then September had a big rebound. And then October, I was like, I'm going to leave my job. Here's where the entrepreneurship journey gets kind of sketchy. I told you earlier, I left CYF, I made $1,200 that month. My bills were like two stacks. Like a little <laughs> less than $2,000. I was paying back some old grad school debt and stuff like that. So I was running off credit cards to go pay these bills and wasn't sweet. It just wasn't sweet at the time, but the business was growing, but like I was you know, learning more about niching. You know, I had a lot of ultimate frisbee people at the time. I had some fitness people, things like that, like just general pop. And then things kind of like stabilized going into the summer. Like, oh, I was consistently making more than I needed to make. And then, you know, there's egos and stuff when it comes to getting into like subleasing about people in, this, in the field of fitness and strength and conditioning and business, there are egos. And I'll, I'll say this to say that while I did not have any problems personally, there was past problems that had happened with other people and the foresight of potential problems based on those past problems and my own desire to have my own space that led me to say, I need to figure out where I'm going to go because my clientele was also traveling across town. Most of the people I trained lived in Squirrel Hill, Shadyside, Point Breeze, and Pendle. And they were traveling to the Bell Super. So I was like, let me go to the east side. And so I ended up here in Community Forge. told me I actually had another little random moment. I was walking through the streets of East Liberty, looking around, trying to find a place <laughs> that was looking like it was for lease. I was standing in front of this art shop this guy pulls up and starts talking to me about it. And I'm telling him I'm looking for places. He was some old senator, don't remember this man's name, Italian dude from like Lawrenceville. So if anybody knows old Italian senator from like Lawrenceville, like it was this guy. And he told me about CDCs and like stuff like that. And so I reached out to the Wilkinsburg one and boom, I got community, community for it. So I built this out October 2018. Nice. And that's the journey here. That's the bridge version at least. <laughs> So how much work-wise did you have to put in to bring your gym to what it is today? <laughs> I think that's an episode. That's another episode. Oh, so, another episode. Um, I mean, it looks awesome. Thank you. There was, I've worked in enough performance studios to know what I wanted it to look like. So when mm -hmm. I walked in and saw the split, I said, turf here, weights go over there. Mm -hmm. Like within five seconds, I knew that. But I had been around enough to know that. So like the setup of how it is is, how I envisioned it when I walked in, but we'll have to have another episode talking all about driving <laughs> around Westmoreland County and Allegheny County in a, in a big truck trying to pick up equipment off people from Craigslist. Oh, that. Um, that definitely got to be another you know, episode. Using lines of credit to do all these crazy things, but. Um, I'm, I'm happy we got a truck, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my story. <laughs> yeah, I bet y'all are. You have to enjoy the truck here. Yeah, that's that's the vehicle I drive every day. Mm. Yeah, I can't I can't even believe it. you driving around in this. You car. Really around in the truck? Yeah, that 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 one's mine. Oh, that one's yours. That one's mine. What was that car that you had the day I pulled up when I came to your place? Was it a car? Was a car you got it? Oh, that was my mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have a car. We have two trucks, um, and we have our SUV with like. Like $3,000 of work, so. Mm. $3,000 of work basically you'll need for buying a car. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And then they, they, they don't even know if it would be. They think you can hang at shit, but 
we won't know until we do the research. I'm not paying $3,000 for you to not know. Ooh, ooh. And try charging you more? No, like that guy can be gonna have to sit there. Mm. Uh-huh. So yeah, I just drive the truck over there. Okay. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us on this first episode, these kind of origins of how we got here. We are very much still in the trenches of this. You said you've been, you left what? That was three years ago? I left three years ago. I've been in full-time entrepreneurship. I mean, technically I've been a full-time entrepreneur for like three years, but I only count a year because I, I'm done with school, internships, um, where all my internships were paid. I make sure I get all, all paid internships. So living just off of business type money, your, this is the end of year one. Okay, this is the end of year one. You doing it? This With is all them kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got three, three kids, kids. y'all. So three kids, husband, me. Yeah. Okay. I have zero of those. But, <laughs> uh, it's already hard enough. But <laughs> I yeah. thought you were talking about two thousand dollars in bills. I'm like, I don't want to know what y'all bills look like. Um. <laughs> So yeah, this is my fourth though, fourth year, yeah. My third year was 2020. Oh, your first year was 2020, good gosh. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I went full-time in 2018. I have been doing several like projects, like you know, coaching projects over the years and always trying to dip my feet in it. Not really because I was trying to be an entrepreneur, but like, yo, I have this idea, so I just want to do it. Right. Realizing that's actually what entrepreneurship is, but. Yeah. We'll have more episodes like this, you know, chatting amongst each other about various topics and the things that we really go through because we're 10 toes in this and right. it's not sweet yet. You know, we're not taking the lavish vacations yet and, you know, driving the Teslas of the world. So mm -hmm. it's still a grind. And so you're going to you're going to hear about our strides and our triumphs throughout the course of this show. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, yeah. This inaugural episode, this is going to be on YouTube eventually and like Spotify <laughs> and Apple and all that. By the time you actually hear this, it should be. So, all have right. fun. See you guys. Peace.